Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast where we watch shows on streaming platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, HBO Max, what have you. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How's your guys' week's been? Uh, pretty shitty, so I'm just going to pass that one on to Maya. How have you been, Maya? Uh, yeah, it's been a bad week. For various reasons uh, that we won't go into, uh, but yeah, Greg. Hopefully, your week's been better. It has been. It has been. I, I am convinced that when I have a good week, other people around me have bad weeks. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, like every time I'm like, "Hey, everything went like really well this week." Everyone else is just like, "I fuck like that fucking shit." And I'm just like, "I'm sorry." I am so sorry. Like, if I feel bad because I'm like, I got really excited about the whole. Um, I told you guys about it, the unlimited internet thing. Um, which, if the audience doesn't know, I should probably just tell you. Um, we, uh, I try to keep my. I, I'm a caretaker for my parents. So I try to keep them happy as much as I can, especially with my mom being home all the time. I want her to have entertainment. I want her to be able to watch whatever she wants. The problem. And they is switched. That, they they saved a bunch of money by switching to Gaku. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. Not too far off from what happened. Just dropped the Geico part, but <laughs> um, she downloaded Di- uh, Discovery Plus recently, and she wanted to watch all these shows. But the problem was, uh, um, we don't have unlimited internet, or we didn't. And uh, from a friend of mine who had to get unlimited because of his kids, um, it costed an extra fifty dollars. And I was like, we don't have like we already pay a hundred and ninety for what we have. There's no way that we could add an extra fifty to that and be okay. So we went into the uh, Xfinity store, and I talked to the girl and I explained everything what I just told you guys. And she just looks at me. And she goes, "It's not an extra fifty. It's only eleven. And I was like, "What? Huh? Like my friend, you know, in a different county? It, well, it used to be fifty. Comcast recently changed their pricing model structure and all the plans that they offer within the past six months. So, well, also, it very she, well could have been that. She also mentioned that the reason it was 50 for his location was because of his county where he mm. lives versus where I live. That was, that was like, if you live in California, you know where Placerville is, it's in the foothills. And because it's in the foothills, just things like cable costs a little bit more. Oh, um, so they fuck those people because they're further out. Yes. Um, wouldn't know a thing about that. No, nothing <laughs> at all. We wouldn't know anything about living remotely and being fucked by corporations. Never. I totally get it. Um, so I, I tell her, I said, you know, it's also it, it was it's hard to add the $11 because then we'd be paying 200 a month. And it's already, you know, 190 is already hard. And she was like, why do you pay 190 That doesn't make any sense. It seems way more than what your service is, even without unlimited. And I go, I'm not sure. Can you check it out? She was like, yeah, not a problem. Because I think what I can do for you is just do what you have for internet, what you have for cable, take the phone off and add unlimited to the cable box. And you'd only be paying 120 a month. I was like, hold the fucking phone. Let's do that if we can. And so she. So uh, they literally are holding the phone. 
Yeah, basically once a year or so, you have to call them up and threaten mm -hmm. to leave so you can get a better deal. I well, that's, yeah. that's, what I thought, that's what I thought I was going to have to do because I've done that in the past. Like I got pissed off at them on the phone and they were like, well, we'll do this for you. And they gave us a better deal. But this, this girl was just like, yeah, I got this for you. No big deal. No problem. And I was like, I didn't even have to get angry. This is great. This is like my dream. Oh, you um, don't even have to get angry. You just have to be like, no, nah, I want to cancel my service. And they'll pretty much do anything to make you stay. So <laughs> true, true. Because I did say that I was that I, we were going to get rid of cable to like adjust that cost and just go internet, cut the cord. But I didn't want to have to deal with like trying to get my parents on board with Hulu and and that kind of shit because they're they're comfortable with what they have. So the fact that she was like she got me to keep like she allowed me to keep the cable, have unlimited internet at the speed we have it at, gave me a new router or sorry, modem and like everything in my house works just the same as it did before. But now we have unlimited internet. I'm like, I could not fucking be happier about that. Um, $50 less. Like I just, Oh yeah. So, that's so that was good. And then, and then my dad got his first vaccine shot. So that makes me excited and happy. Did he get the Moderna? Yeah. He got Moderna. He got that's Moderna. what my dad got. So yeah. I mean, he's, he got both of his, and, uh, yeah, he just, he had typical, you know, feel kind of crappy for a couple days symptoms with each one. I don't know how your dad yeah. has taken it. Uh, we kind of discussed this a little bit, but dad, yeah. you know, he, 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 he had, he had, he had pretty nasty reaction to it. Like I know he was in pain and had the chills and flu like symptoms, but you know, he, every time he gets sick, every time, like I'll bring a cold home and everyone gets it, but my dad somehow has it worse than everybody else, if that makes sense. So his reaction to it could have been over-exaggerated because of the type of person he is. But I know that it, it wasn't good. Like we, we worked Sunday and progressively on Sunday because he got the, the, the shot on Saturday. And so through Sunday as we're working, he's getting um, progressively like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good over the day. And then it was Sunday night that he had like that really bad reaction. Um, and then uh, Monday, he was just like, I am exhausted. Like, I, there's no way that I can drive. And I was like, well, stay home. No big deal. Yeah, my dad said it made him feel really tired Yeah, for like a day or two. You know, and then he was okay. I'm sure yeah. that my dad had the same, this very same or similar reaction to other people in his age range and his health, you know, situations. But I can't stress this enough. My dad is, he, he always has the man colds, as you put it, Betty. Um. Yeah, my mom it's got her second dose last. My mom got her second dose last Thursday, and it knocked her on her ass throughout Friday. Do you guys yeah. think that if if this pandemic were harsher to children, that people would be taking it more seriously? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because you know, I I feel like. Oh yeah. You know, when polio came through and when it was polio season, because they didn't know what was causing it, people would literally lock their kids inside and you cannot go to the pool. You can't do this because they had all these thoughts about what might cause it. And because it's kids, you know, most of our plagues in history that we think of took out children and elderly, you know, people that were middle-aged tended to be the ones that were left behind. Now we're the ones being taken out. The children are 
for the most part, they can carry it. They they don't tend to die from it like they would with a a normal plague. And I don't. I wonder how much of a difference that would make to some of these mask holes who run around saying "my body, my rights" over a fucking piece of cloth over their face. I mean, if you thought that your child could die from this more easily, would you be more careful? Do you think the average idiot would be more careful if they thought their kid would more likely die from this? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I would I hope so. I mean, but, I just wish they'd have that, you know, kind of feeling for the rest of humanity as well. You know, I mean, it's like they're wearing a mask protects me. My wearing a mask protects them, you know, so I'm just like, what's your problem here? You know, science, science is this, this these people's, you know, weak point when it comes to schooling, I imagine science class was a tough subject for them. Well, it's like the whole Johnson and Johnson vaccine and, you know, the Catholic Church's stance on it. And I couldn't find anything on their stance on HeLa cells, which was interesting. I'm sure you guys know about HeLa cells. I'll inject some some aborted fetus cells into me. You kidding? Well, do you you know the story of Henrietta Lacks? Uh, She was... She was a black woman who had cancer. She passed away from it, but the doctors discovered that she had cells that didn't die. And they took her cells and they used them for things. And they didn't tell her. They didn't tell her family. This came out years and years later and they're called HeLa cells. And they did it without her permission, you know. So I'm like, well, shouldn't the Catholic Church have a stance on that as well? But they don't. I'm like. Because I, I believe that the Catholic Church, like much like Christianity as a whole, and sorry for any Christians that we may have been listening, but the problem with the, the religion as a whole is that there are too many sex, 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 sex. Oh, yeah. Sex, yeah. Sex, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 and it's always very picky and choosy about what rules they want to follow, but. Yeah, there's a lot of different denominations and they can't even agree among themselves about what's correct, so. I mean, between churches, it's even that bad. Like, they can both be Protestant, mm-hmm. but they'll disagree about things. It's like, you guys have a book that tells you. I don't I don't get this, but... Yeah, well, well, um, I interpret it this way, you know? <laughs> uh, folks, what we are going to be talking about today is episode eight, or the penultimate episode of WandaVision, and uh, the film I Care A Lot, which you can find on Netflix. Um, why don't we go ahead and dive into WandaVision? Because uh, for me personally, I knew everything they were going to show. There's a few little tidbits here and there that I didn't know. Um, and we'll get into that. But how much did you know going in about Wanda's history uh, prior to the episode, Betty? Just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, I've watched all the Marvel movies I had her in. it. Okay. Um, so, you know, I know her history well enough. Um, Jeff knew some history from his own comic book reading days as a young man. Uh, so the, I, I knew a little bit. I knew who Agatha was. I, I know she's a little bit crazy. You know, so I, I was totally open for this episode and I wasn't disappointed. I liked it. You know, it was very interesting. Um, well, the reason I ask is because uh, I've talked to a few people who forgot age of Ultron and didn't pay attention to her like storyline and other Marvel films like civil war and 
uh, um, well, see, I watched those things intentionally to learn her storyline for the, the show. <laughs> so yeah, yeah right. I went through and binged all the movies with her and vision story in it. And, um, watch those after watching the first two episodes because I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. And then I caught myself up and it was all good. Yeah, that so good. okay. That makes sense. I uh, yeah, it was it was interesting because I because um if, if for anyone who like you if you're listening to this podcast, you probably watched the episode. I don't know anybody who hasn't, but this episode went through Wanda's history as a whole. Um we got a clearer picture as to why the sitcom aspect was such a strong element within Wanda's bubble. Um, and, uh, we, I, we, I love we, that. I love that flashback too, of showing the suitcase of DVDs that her dad's trying to sell at a, at a market. And it's all of the fucking shows that they've emulated throughout this show from I love, I love Lucy and bewitched and the Brady bunch, Malcolm in the middle. Uh, it, it's just awesome that they just had that little nod in there. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it made, it, it tied everything in a nice, neat bow. And that was, that was, I, I appreciated that. Um, and then the second, then they, they went to, uh, when Wanda was, uh, working with, or as a part of Hydra, I don't know what you want to call that exactly, but how she got her powers. Um, now I have to ask you to this because people have been misunderstanding this in my opinion, but, uh, um, Agatha says to Wanda before they go to the Hydra thing, that when um, the to stop the bomb, that she cast a probability hex, mm-hmm. um, establishing then, that she had powers before Hydra even started but, manipulating her. But then Wanda said, "No, it was just a defective bomb." Because she didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know what she you was did. doing. It was so okay. So because the reason I'm asking this, the reason I'm bringing this up is is. Um, uh, I took it that one of two things. Wanda's powers are only activated um, basically by by chance. Like that's what this whole episode is trying to show that her her powers are activated in 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 uh, context to essentially the end of the episode. Like she didn't she didn't know that she was going to create this world. It just happened because of chaos magic. Um, um yeah. But Maybe in a high episode, stress situation, this episode also showed that you know she's not alone as the only magic user, and you know, well, we knew that from Doctor Strange too. So yeah, and also it's very much. I'm going to wheel a time out here. In the Wheel of Time, the women who are Aes Sedai and can touch magic, the source of magic, some of them have to be taught. Some of them can only do it under certain stressful situations. You know, I mean, and that's kind of how I see young Wanda is she's an initiate who can touch the source, but she doesn't know what she's doing. You know, she doesn't know how she's doing it or what she's doing, but she's doing it to protect herself, which is what is a trope typically when it comes to magic users in any kind of story. If they're born with that power when they're young, at some point there will be a trope where you'll see they protect themselves or someone they love with their magic, not knowing what they're doing. I have a question for you because to me, that scene did not read that young Wanda cast a probability hex. 
And the reason I say this is because if she did, wouldn't Pietro have remembered that when relaying the story to not Ultron, necessarily? No, it it's just a, seems they were both kids. Know. They Neither were both kids, them. and it was an extremely traumatic experience. They mm -hmm. saw their parents die in front of them. You know, they probably suppressed that memory, PTSD. See, I, I just, know. I just don't read it that I don't read it that she actually cast a probability hex on the bomb. I think but, she probably but, did, but but she did. It showed how her. she we did. did. We didn't see it. Yeah, we she got pulled out from under it. there as an adult. That bomb should have gone off. It wasn't. It's a Stark Industries bomb. It was not defective. That doesn't mean anything. Mm, I think it means a lot. That was not a defective a, bomb. She did it. She has magic. That's time. the reason. Why do you think she survived the whole going in there with the staff thing to begin with? They they've done this to other people that had died from a, as a result of it. She survived because she already had magic. Agatha's backstory shows that you can have magic and not have to have anything to do with these infinity stones. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I don't I don't believe that Wanda had a magical abilities before the the mind stone unlocked them. That's what I'm saying. I'm not but saying it shows that, it, it, it that, shows when she's under she, the bed or whatever that she's using it. If it, it unlocks them, that she, uses she it. already I literally had watched them. it with I literally watched it with mom. She just puts out her hand and then she's pulled out from under the bed with uh, uh as an adult and that's when Agatha assumes that she used the probability hex to which Wanda then responds, "No, the bomb was just effective." And I, I know that that's left that up. it used it. No, you don't see anything. You don't see you don't the see effect. Anything. No, you she gets anything. pulled out before you can see anything. And I don't think I, that in every instance you I don't I I don't think in every instance you see Wanda using her magic. But you know, again every every instance if, in the films that she's used her magic, it's always had a red uh some kind of the, red hit to it, red that red uh, uh colorization. But so, the but the thing is if the stone unlocked it, it had to be there to be unlocked. Necessarily. Yeah. It's, um, uh, uh, it's explained then later. Then the stone wouldn't be unlocking it. It would be imbuing powers into her. It would not be unlocking powers. Sure, it would sure, be sure, giving sure. powers to her. Yeah, absolutely. It, absolutely. You know, I think absolutely. that's why I think that's why when she looks at the Mind Stone and you see that like visage of her in the in the actual Scarlet Witch outfit, it's an alternate reality basically like giving her the powers. Hmm. I don't know. That's not what I, that's not how I see it. But yeah, I, I think she did use a spell. I think that uh, she had latent magic ability because Agatha's backstory again shows us that witches exist in this world. They've always existed, just like in our world, you know. But these bitches were real, and her own mother tried to kill her. And so, I, I'm assuming she had the the book of power from Mephisto. So something Something I want to bring up about the comic books in, re in relation to this is that uh, Wanda and Pietro were given their powers in the comic. They were not mutants. Um, it was granted. It was it was like a, a, a what that was a that? retcon. A retcon, yeah. But um, the way that that was explained in the comic was that Cathan gave Wanda her chaos magic that she wasn't born with it, and I know that they're using part of that story essentially for this. Um, that's, 
that's more so why I'm going the route that I'm going is because it doesn't um it doesn't fit into other into the other dialogue from other films that she was just born with it because I, I don't it just doesn't fit for me. Well, you know, again, I having read as much as I have about I mean, fantasy, I, that's one of my things. You know, it's 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 a trope. It really is. You know, it's like when the Will of Time comes out, you're gonna oh cat hair man. <laughs> I love you, Luna, but you're furry. Um, the the trope of how magic is used in someone it, it's it's i mean it's so clear to me you know young person saves themselves by using magic not knowing what they're doing you know uh, like frozen little girl accidentally hurts her sister you know trying to do something fun and then she locks herself away for years because of the shit I mean, there's certain tropes that come with magic use that you're going to see over and over again. And and that's what I felt like I was seeing. And they were explaining it by showing that Agatha didn't work with Hydra. She she had these powers back in 1636, you know. I Apparently mean, a whole bunch of bitches did. And I don't know if I would call them mutants. Well, that's, I, that's, that's the other thing about, about Marvel you have to keep in mind is that um, magic users are fucking everywhere. Uh, yeah. uh, technically, technically everything that happens with Asgard, like the, the Asgardians call that shit magic. Um, but it's all, it all spot, it all, it's all drained from a different spot. So, uh, uh, like Wanda's chaos magic came from Cthon, and then, um, uh, the <clears throat> Agatha's was, uh, was from some other fucking location for like some other mystical creature. And then, uh, uh, fucking, um, uh, Doctor Strange's magic comes from a comes from like a different set of gods, and like it it's all it's all derivative from some other location within Marvel, um, and that to me is more so why I'm saying what I'm saying that it it, does, it just doesn't fit for me that she was born with it. Um, personally, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, again, that but for me, it's just that's what I saw, you know, so that's how I feel about it. And you know more than I do, and you've read the comics and stuff, so you're going to have a different take on it, you know. And at this I mean, point, I don't, I don't know if Disney's going to go with that canon or not, you know. Right. I have no idea what they're doing. You know? well, like, I'll, I'll give you an example of something that happened yesterday. I was talking to my dad about, about WandaVision, and, and we were discussing um, certain characters and stuff, and um, I I had my entire thought process in relation to the comic books because I said that Helmut Zero Zemo or he'll become Baron Zemo is the villain of um, of uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and um, or it's Falcon Winter Soldier whatever and uh, uh, my dad says uh, who was that character and I said he was in Civil War he was the one that was uh, trying to he was like okay that's who I thought you were talking about yeah like he was trying to get revenge on them because his parents, parents were killed in Sokovia and I immediately was like no he's German what the fuck are you talking about and he was like no his parents were killed in Sokovia and I was like his 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 he's he grew up he's like the 13th generation of of the Zemos in the comics like that's what he was in the movies. Like, that's what he was. He was a Hydra agent. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, no, he wasn't. And I was like, and I had to look it up. And I was like, holy shit, you're right, dad. I was using my fucking comic book knowledge instead of like paying attention to the goddamn MCU. And that might be what I'm doing here when it comes to WandaVision. But I swear to God, like, it did not read to me that she used her powers under that table. 
It just read to me that it it did to me, especially because Pietro says to to her, "No, don't." Like she's getting ready to use a spell. It's it, I to thought me she was, it read that they were aware that's of funny. it. That's funny. It read to me that she was going to try to get out from under the table, and he was telling her not to. No, because but it she wasn't was that she was going to use that bomb. Yeah, yeah that that's the way it came out. Stop it. That's the way it came across to me, and you were right because I was just looking at the scene. You know, it doesn't show yeah. an effect that she's pulled out, but but it shows her hands. She's doing what a magic user would do with her hands. She's, exactly, she started to do motions. She's, she's doing that. If I'm doing this, I'm trying to use magic. You know, this is me going magic fingers. <laughs> well, she just I puts out her hands. She doesn't. Happen. Like she but moves the forward way a little she bit holds her, hand. her hands when she has her hands. They're, they're, okay, I'm sorry. Trope. I have to, I have to stop the you there. Stands. That's that's not true in 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 the sense of how she held her hand out as a kid versus how she holds her hands now. She doesn't just do that. Well, yeah, she's like she's but like you gotta mm. learn. You gotta learn as you're. But that's the thing about Wanda. She simple gestures. She didn't, she didn't really learn. Like she, it was. I, I'm not joking. Like. From my knowledge of the MCU, from everything that we've shown of her, she has the ability to use the magic after the Mind Stone gives it to her when they're in the Hydra uh, cell, and she's using the blocks, and she's like kind of learning how to move the blocks. That's when she learns how to use it, but she never like properly trains with it, which is what causes a lot of the problems in the MCU, MCU later, um, which is part of her trauma. Um it just does not read to me that she had the powers beforehand. It just doesn't. It To me, the way that she moved slightly out from under the table as a little girl to put her hand out was Pietro saying, no, don't go towards the bomb. Not, no, don't use your powers. I still don't think that she had powers as a little girl. I just, I just don't. And, um, if they, if they, if they say otherwise in the show, great. I, I'll accept that information and run with it. But it, to me, it just did not read that way. And I think um, I think that they intentionally did that for this conversation, by the way. Yeah. I think that they, I mean, they it, it, left it ambiguous on purpose. And again, I'm going off. I'm not going off what I know of Marvel. I'm simply going off what I know of typical magic user tropes. You know? Well, Especially ones that involve children who are born with magical latent abilities. Their parents might know something, but usually their parents end up dead somehow. So it's like the Disney as, thing. You're always going to have a dead parent. <laughs> as far as I know with Marvel, unless it's a mutant, and I'm talking about comic books, unless it's a mutant, I don't think anyone's born with magic powers. There might have been, but I don't know. I don't like, I know that the major magic Chris Angel. People are born with magic. He can levitate. <laughs> think, of the, think of the major, think of the major uh, uh, magic users in Marvel, and uh, they all were taught. Um, like, and I'm not counting like Adam Warlock, even though I know that he casts spells. I still wouldn't put him in the category of of uh, born with it, though he was born with powers. Well, he was created. Uh, yeah, technically he's created. Yeah, I say born quotation figures. Um, yeah, I just it's it's that's crazy to me that that scene can be read differently. Yeah, I just did not. Well, 
you know, again, we we have different perspectives. You know, I mean, we're we're all watching the same thing, but we're seeing it from different viewpoints. Right. You know, because I don't have the knowledge that you have. You know, when it comes to the comic books, and I don't. Well, know. I mean, even yeah. outside of that, even outside of, of that knowledge, like, um. I'm, I'm talking strictly for that scene itself. Like I didn't read that scene that she was born with it. I read it that the other way around. I read it that she did not have powers and she was going to leave the table. And that's why he said, no, don't. And that what Wanda said was the truth to Agatha. Um, I mean, regardless, regardless of how we want to read that scene, whether she was born with it or not, we know that the, that the, the mind stone, like either a fully unlocked her powers or B gave them to her. Regardless, after the Mind Stone is when she had her powers, straight up. And so does this happen in the comics matters? at all? Does no. she? Okay, because I'm like, are these kids real? Um, in the comic, Wanda is, she was introduced as a mutant and a bad guy. Uh, she later joins the Avengers and she's a good guy, yada, yada, yada. Down the road, it's it's like revealed that she's not Magneto's kid and that she's that her and and Quicksilver are not mutants and and that their powers are actually given to them by demons or other entities. Um, and that their their father and mother are I don't remember who they are, but they're like not good people. And I think their mom is not from Earth. I could be wrong, but like their entire history gets retconned three times, I think. <laughs> and again, kind of retconned because it's still addressed in the comic. Like you're not mutants. Like that's how they do it, but it's technically a retcon because it's retroactively not? fixing the continuity. Is your cat trying to fuck with shit? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I'm not petting her enough. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was gonna say. Uh, um, I mean, I think I, I I like the episode. I mean, I oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I, either way it goes, I'll be happy, you know. And yeah. we're gonna have probably you know a second season at least, so that should be fun. So the, the I I don't think I'm we so are much cat hair. Really? I genuinely? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I think, think these this shows, is a one and done. Oh, I think no. all the Marvel. I think all the Marvel shows are going to be one and done. They're just longer movies. They're just longer movies. I don't think the character of Wanda and or Vision are gone completely from the MCU, but I don't think we're ever having another WandaVision. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, ways to set up this is this chapter of the story and the progression. I think that's how it is. And when the story leads to, you know, X character for their time and however it proceeds, then they'll get a season of a show. But I don't think they're going to be ongoing with the exception of the what if maybe. Yeah. Maybe I think the what if will be multiple seasons, but what if might also not be a seasonal thing. They might just like after the premiere of these first six episodes, they might just like, Hey, we've got three more coming out <laughs> in like a few months or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I wouldn't be against. Well, I mean, I, I, I was thinking they were going to set up, you know, the, the plot of Agatha being a kind of maybe a mentor to, um, Wanda, they might, but I doubt it. Um, because again, like you know, as you said in the comics, she's a mentor to Wanda, but she's not here. She's a villain in this sh- in, in the MCU. I, is she a villain? St- she still hasn't come across as a villain to me. Yeah, I don't know well, if she's a villain. I don't know if I call her that, but 
they've they have called her a villain, and by they, uh, I mean the writers. <laughs> she's well, a misunderstood she... woman. That's what she is, and they always call us a villain when we're angry. Yeah. Well, I think I think any any good bad guy or any good antagonist um, uh, is just misunderstood, or that their intentions are not exactly what you know. They're not evil, but you know, you still call them a villain. You still see yeah. Dignify I, them as a villain, so. I, I but I also I can't reconcile her as a villain because I like her too much. Oh, I love her. I think I get like I know Catherine Hahn has done an amazing job with the character. Like I am in no way, shape, or form. Um, oh yeah, she has blown it out of the park. I yeah, like amazing. Her. Yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I just I'm just pretty confident that once this show is over, um, Agatha will be gone much like a lot of other villains that have shown up in the MCU. Um, but I think it is setting up for something more significant. I know that uh, the bad guy of um, of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is going to be Con- uh, King the Conqueror. And um, what I think is going to happen for the next foreseeable future in the MCU before that movie comes out is we're going to get a lot of characters that we really, really dislike, like director Hayward, for example. And it's going to be revealed in uh, Quantumania that we've seen King the Conqueror throughout the MCU. We just didn't know it was him. So I think that, like, keep an eye on certain characters that you don't think have any kind of major significance, like Hayward. Because I, I feel like in the future there's going to be something there. And again, Gosh, that could just be me prophesizing what I want to be, but <laughs> I did. Um, I, I did feel, and I think Jeff did as well. God, Luna, you are shedding so much. It's getting that time of year. Um, it was, it felt cut short. The episode did because, you know, we did have that little extra bit at the end, which, you know, it wasn't that long, but I, I just kind of I was waiting on something to happen with uh, Michelle. Is that her name, Monica? No, uh, Monica. Monica, and it it didn't. So I'm I'm assuming I'm hoping this week's is going to be a longer end episode. I'm I'm pretty confident I know how this final episode is going to go, um. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I genuinely hope I'm wrong because it's a little too easy, if you will. But um, I think that there's going to be a fight between Agatha um, versus uh, Wanda, Vision, and and Billy and Tim, Tommy. Uh, mainly because I saw a picture of the four of them standing and looking at something. Um, and they're going to defeat Agatha either by the, with the help of Monica or they're just they're just going to be able to beat her. And that'll be the first half of the episode. And then the second half will be that white vision comes into the bubble and uh, fights or has like a fight with Wanda's vision. Um, And then something's going to happen. That's going to cause Wanda to basically open up rifts in time not time. I'm sorry. Rifts in reality, which is what will lead into multiverse of madness. That's what I think is going to happen again. I have no fucking clue. I could be way off base, but Theories are theories, so. But, well, uh, I like it. Yeah, I, when yeah. you did get to see her um, go in and take vision, take his body, 
Hayward set it all up. You know, I mean, that was something we had talked about from the start. But you know, you don't, you don't see her take his body, though. Yeah, you don't. No, but you he pissed her off. He, he oh, yeah. had some motive behind what he did. I mean, everything he did was fucking calculated. And I'm like, what is this bitch doing? What well, is this bitch setting up? So that's that's something I do want to point out is that um, I, people, I think, are just writing off Hayward as like a kind of a dick. And I'm like, there's something more there with him. He's, there either, a, he's either A, King the Conqueror, B, a scroll. Like there's something else there about him. And um, I think the reason is, is because the footage that Darcy found in regards to Wanda breaking in or, or I think she found it or shown to her, whatever, was doctored. It was clearly doctored to make it look like Wanda stole Vision's body. And then we get the reveal at the end of this episode. Well, I guess less at the end, but that she did not take his body, that the vision inside of her bubble, she created out of chaos magic and that uh, Hayward basically used Wanda's magic to turn on white vision. Um, okay. Which, that makes sense. Which by the way, in the comic white vision is vision. Um, it was the way that it was done was uh, I don't remember the bad guy's name, but, um, it was via sword. They stole Vision's body while they were sleeping, or something to that effect. Completely dismantled him. They found his dismantled body. Wonder Man like carried everything out that involved uh, Vision. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vision. Hank Pym put him back together and explained to Wanda numerous times, "You're not going to get your husband back. He is. He he can't he can't come back." And like the version they brought back was like crazy and attacked everybody so they had to destroy it and then when he, did it, when he did it again when Hank Pym did it correctly he was white but he didn't have any memories of Wanda at all and uh, like it it was uh, quite a few issues that it took a while before Vision came back to normal but it was like they had to get the memories of a Vision from a different universe <laughs> to get to, to put him into white Vision so I don't know I don't think they're going to do anything like that with this um, they could have White Vision be like the main vision of the MCU down the road here. I don't know. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. They could do it this way where like White Vision absorbs Wanda's vision into him and fix it. I don't know. I don't know. It's exciting. It's very fucking exciting. But Yeah, I'm very curious to see where we're going to go this week. Yeah. So much love. But, uh, yeah, speaking of that one line in the show when Wanda and Vision are sitting in the Avengers compound, and this takes place after the events of the Age of Ultron, and, you know, Pietro's just been killed, and she's talking about her grief. Mm -hmm. And he says to her, you know, what is grief if not love persevering? Oh my God, that was so beautiful. Yeah. It, 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 it hit me in a way. It did. And apparently people are throwing a fit about that line on the internet. They're throwing like a fit about people, that line because because a lot a lot of people who really enjoyed the line are, are making art out of it or something to that effect. And they're like, it's just as bad as the we live in a society from Joker. And I'm like, no, the fuck it's not. It's not even remotely the fucking same. No, not at all. I, it, a lot of people that it hit hard have, are usually, you know, people that I've seen comment about it that have been through something traumatic and have suffered some serious yeah. grief because it's a beautiful way of expressing it in the most simplistic form. I mean, what it is, is grief? 
It's love it, persevering because uh, you love them so much that you are grieving them. You know, it doesn't, it, your love doesn't die. And I love the fact that it came from a synthoid, you know, a synthesoid, yeah. you know, the, the most non-human character being the most human thing about the show uh, is just, oh, love it. Yeah. Cause in, in the comics, when, when Wanda and vision get to like, they become married and whatnot, it's just, she's just like, eh, you're, you're not human. So that's why I like you. It's kind of how like it, it was played, but for the MCU, they're like, there has to be something more. There has to be something more that makes them so important to one another. And I think that scene exemplified that, which was great. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that scene earlier because like one of the things that people pointed out about this show was that the final sitcom, if you will, was uh, mockumentaries like Office and Modern mm-hmm. Family. Mm-hmm. But we never saw her watching The Office or Modern Family, <laughs> so not sure where she got that part. But a big old whatever on that as well. She had to at some point because most of this fucking show takes place, or sorry, most of the MCU takes place between 2010 or 2008 and and uh, 2019. I guess technically 2023. Yeah. But um. Uh, that yeah, that was always funny to me. Somebody also tried to point out that the scene in Sokovia when they were kids took place in 1999, and uh, and it doesn't make sense that the Malcolm Middle DVD is there. And I was yeah, because like, that didn't come out on DVD until 2001. Yeah. It's bootleg, man. <laughs> Which, know. you know, the, was... All- the show didn't debut until like a week or I two into... It. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. one of my favorites. I did not have cable for a long time. <laughs> Wasn't on regular TV? Like- I, I didn't have a TV. I mean, literally, I okay, lived in an apartment you. with a couch and a radio. And I worked at a Waffle House. Okay? Bitches you can't watch Malcolm Middle <laughs> on the radio, so... No, and that's how I found out about the Twin Towers, too. I thought it was like some Orson Welles shit. Like, you know, I was like, this ain't real. This cannot be real. And I went to my neighbor's <laughs> house and I was like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah, that was because I was thinking, is this some Orson Welles shit? What the fuck are y'all trying to pull? Because I didn't have a TV, you know? Good <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's that. Oh, so, yeah, that's there was crazy. a good good five years of my early adulthood where I just did not have access to things like that because I was working and I was poor. Yeah. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, let's go ahead and give a grade to the episode. And then um, I got to, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. So we'll take a quick break, but um, <laughs> uh, Betty, why don't you go ahead and give a grade to it? I- I'm going to give it an A because I really did like it. I like seeing Agatha's, you know, a little bit of Agatha's backstory. I liked watching her and who she is um, swirling around Wanda. I think it's opening things up in Wanda. Uh, finally getting to see more of the backstory of what happened with Vision and Wanda going to see him afterwards and that dude and setting it up. Yeah, so I, I was very pleased with this. I'm very hopeful for this week's and excited to watch it. What about you, Mai? Uh, I'll, I'll give it an A as well. I thought it was really well done. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the glimpses into her past. Um, you know, to me, 
you know, that one scene, it, it read to me that she's always had powers and I think she's repressed them. That's just the way I'm interpreting it from now. Uh, but just a lot of emotion there, uh, especially the, you know, the conversation with Vision uh, really hit home. You know, I like the tease that uh, we're going to see a throwdown next week between them. I don't think Agatha's evil. I think she's just thinking she has to do this because she fears the chaos magic. Just the same way that her coven, you know, like feared what she could do. Feared what she I, could do. Rightfully and ended so. up doing and I ended up doing. Well, you know, I think in in the centuries that have elapsed since, I think maybe she is become more uh mellow aware. yeah aware and it's like okay but we'll see we'll see how it all pans out but yeah really enjoying this and you know i, I do want to know more about you know where did this pietro come from because uh, she clearly conjured him somehow but i want to know why he looks like evan peters uh you know there i think there's something more there that we're not being told but you know, I'm I'm hopeful for the M word mutant, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna give the episode an A as well. I think it's fucking fantastic. It was great. It was it's really nice to have the backstory for people who don't really know or forgot kind of a lot of the stuff because they only watched the movies once when they came out or some shit like like my mom. Um, uh, I do want to point out a couple things that Maya you said. I I don't think we're getting mutants right now. I don't think that's the point of Evan Peters. I think the point of Evan Peters was entirely cosmetic essentially like we knew it was uh quicksilver just by him showing up but we didn't know but we knew that it wasn't quicksilver because it doesn't look like aaron taylor johnson um so i think it was just clever casting i don't think it was anything more than that uh i could be wrong but that's that's my interpretation of it um i think that uh the point of, of Agatha being there was to absorb other witches' powers, and she could sense magic in that bubble, and she was able to enter it um, because she absorbed everyone, uh, or her her mother and the other witches' magic. She absorbed them. She didn't just wow. kill them. She literally absorbed them because because if you notice when they're when they're doing this, they're they're mm -hmm. pushing back as they're getting drained. Yeah, so I think and, that's I think that's yeah, what they're trying to do. Is, I've well, what they were trying to do was bind her, know, and it, it turned itself on them, you know. Right, so right. it was very, uh, I thought it was brilliant. I was like, wow, love this, you know. But again, that the magic user trope is just so in my face for this right now, and <laughs> I don't know if, if they're doing that to throw us off, which they could be doing, you know. I mean, but they're doing it well, I mean, because the trope is hardcore there. Everything I've seen with you know that involves children and magic use. I mean, the tropes are just lined up neatly in a row. So, I'm I'm very curious to see how this week's going to go. I'm very excited about it. So um, I guess we all give it an A. Well, I also I also think that Agatha is not long for anything after. I hope she. I hope she does. I hope. I mean, I would love to see her as a regular in the Marvel comic universe. I'm pretty confident. Like again, I I, I could be wrong. One hundred percent could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident that she's she's a one off. Yeah, character. I would 
I would love to see her come back, though. It's just like when Kat Dennings showed back up for this. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, Kat Dennings. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, and she's, I don't, I don't think she is anybody. And she has, you know, I mean, she didn't play a major role in the movies and stuff either. It's like, I really wish she had been Thor's love interest instead of uh, Natalie. Oh, Porter. yeah. Yeah, because I love Kat Dennings. She's so sarcastic. Also, Kat, Kat Dennings was willing to come back. That's awesome. Yeah. Reason, but. <laughs> She's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, I hope but, we can yeah. see more of her in this last episode, too, because we don't, like, she is stuck inside there with her mind. But after Vision left her, we didn't we didn't see anything of her this episode. So yeah. we'll see more of her in the final. So uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about uh, was a movie that uh, Betty actually recommended. Um, I probably wouldn't have watched this otherwise. Um, so thank you for that, Betty. Um, you called are that welcome. I Care A Lot, which you can find on Netflix. Um, Betty, do you want to give a synopsis for the movie? Well, I don't know if this goes down in other countries. I'm sure it does. Um a woman takes over guardianship of elderly patients or elderly people and sticks them in care facilities and sells off all their assets. And she's basically turning a profit like that. So she finds a, a mark, basically a whale. And she's told she shouldn't go after her, but she does anyways. And turns out she picked the wrong old lady to take guardianship of. And she learns why. And it's a, it's a shit show, but it's a great shit show of people you don't like and bad things happening to them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it was, it was really interesting because I, I went into this not knowing what I was expecting because I heard you describe it in the way that you did. And I was kind of, I kind of knew that's what it was about, but I didn't know exactly. And, uh, I think it was about 30 minutes in when essentially Peter Dinklage's character is introduced. And I just went, Oh shit. <laughs> this got hella interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was a slow burn for a bit, you know? And then once you got into it, I mean, I, as soon as I saw the trailer with Peter Dinklage, I was like, Oh, I'm totally watching this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cause I love him. So I didn't mean, like you said, a lot of people didn't seem to be taken by it. Um, notice it got a 6.4 on IMDb, which yeah. I think it should have had a better number than that. And and I think that that you're probably right. People don't like characters they can't identify with or don't want to identify with. Yeah, because everybody, every single character in the show is detestable. Yeah. Every single one of them. They're disgusting people. They're horrible people, you know? I mean, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved every single I, I love, like, um, uh, so on, on, there's a game that's out right now called, um, you can actually find it on, on Game Pass if you're interested, Betty. It's kind of a casual game, but it's, um, it's uh, the Untitled Goose Game. And uh, you play as a goose that, there's a, I'm getting to something, so follow me here. You play as a goose that fucks with a village. You 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 steal shit. You you do whatever. Like there's tasks, and you just fuck with people. Like you scare a little kid into a phone booth. It's hilarious. Um, but on Steam, they gave the uh, they gave the game the moniker of um, a villain protagonist, 
And I love that. I love that moniker, villain protagonist, because that's what this fucking movie or this, this yeah. show is. Everybody in this is a villain, <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. Everybody's a villain. But we had a protagonist and we had an antagonist, and that's fascinating to watch for me. I was really, really digging where the story was going to go. Um, I, I kept saying to myself, if any of these characters die, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I was okay with it, but the way that it played out was so much more fascinating. Um, Maya, oh, I loved it. Maya, what are yeah, your thoughts what? on it? We haven't heard you at all. I know. Uh, you know, I thought it was I thought it was really well done and terrifying at the same time. Um, and with the exception of, you know, Diane Weiss's character, uh, the old lady, uh, Jennifer Peterson, that was placed in the home against her will. I thought everybody was detestable and just absolutely loathed them and wanted to see them get their comeuppance. And, but it's terrifying the way that it was set up. Here you have uh, this this lady that does uh, basically essentially a social worker for adults. You know, she's appointed by the courts to be a guardian for people who can't care for themselves. And she has a doctor who basically is willing to feed her patients. Like, okay, this one's wealthy. This one's got this, 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 you know, and more difficult patients or, you know, and just faking documents and holding emergency court orders and saying, Oh yeah. Uh, the, the patient, it's an emergency. They can't care for themselves. And then all of a sudden, because the court deems it so, they're not even present at a hearing. Boom, they're in a home now, and losing their. I was like, that's terrifying, and it and makes it really happens. It may, and it's something you never give a thought to how much that would really actually happen. And I'm sure it happens more often than we would like to admit. In Arizona, and I think Nevada, but I remember watching about this a couple of years ago, and I was horrified. To learn that just anybody could walk into a court and say, this person is elderly and unable to care for themselves. Give me guardianship. They're, they're not, uh, you know, somebody who is an actual social worker. They're just, she's, she's just a bitch off the street who's making money off of people. And they allow this. Usually the judges who go along with it are in the pockets of the people who are profiting off the elderly people. I mean, you know, they'll just come in and remove you from your home, take everything you have. I they'll split up husbands and wives, put them in different nursing homes, drug them up so they can't talk to people. I mean, absolute insanity that we allow this to go on in America. So when I saw that this movie was based on that, um, I, I really hope that it, it it brings to light to more people that don't let this happen to your parents don't yeah. let this happen to your grandparents or don't let it happen to you because it does happen you know and that's very much how it goes down it's it's scary as shit to think about but that yeah that's i hope more people it, it brings awareness and a light to this situation so people might think 
twice before doing certain things and making sure that they're they've got the right paperwork for their parents so somebody can't come in and just we're doing it now you know yeah. shit yeah. like that i'm you glad know? that my parents are poor i'll say that yeah yeah, if they ain't got nothing, they can't get nothing. That's what I've always said. You know, you can't get blood from a stone, man. I don't know what you want out of me. Um, I was also kind of surprised with how funny it actually was. It like, was very dark, me. dark humor. You know, yeah. uh, they, uh, see, that's the thing. They described it as a dark comedy, but I didn't really find any humor in it at all. Oh, I did. I oh, just, I, did. I just thought it was absolutely terrifying. Like the old man coming out of the room during the gunfight in the hallway. <laughs> or the fucking the gun going off after the guard gets shot in the chest, the fucking the the canister goes off and hits the fucking uh dude in the in the fucking like head and chin. <laughs> it's hard well, to tell. I see. mean and then the fact that, you know, Roman and her end up what she does, you know, to him and gets him under guardianship. I mean, that was like checkmate touche you know even he yeah. had to admire it i'm like how did you let this bitch live to begin with with that you know whatever it was barely an inconvenience you know yeah, uh, that, and then he goes into a partnership with her that was what made me so angry i was like hey evil loves oh. evil he so i saw that evil. I saw that coming. I was like, if they don't kill each other, they're going to go in a partnership with one another. And when it happened, I was like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but like the Ouroboros, you know, the snake ended up eating its own tail. Uh, we rounded out at the end where we started in the beginning. Right. You know, the guy who, who, end up, who ends up taking the villain protagonist's life was the same dude who confronted her in the very beginning of the movie because she had taken guardianship of his mom and his mom died and he didn't get to see her and say goodbye. So he ended up killing her at the end, you know? And it's like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you deserve that. that I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it, was, it was wholly satisfying to see her get gunned down oh, yeah. and just the blood covering that white pantsuit just... It's just like, yeah, watch the light fade from her eyes, snuff her essence out, kill her dead. Because she's a horrible person and f just destroyed many lives. And to see her life just completely destroyed in an instant was just wonderful. Yeah, I think that I was love like come up and like that. <laughs> I think that was one of the few people that I legitimately did not hate in this movie was the guy that ended up shooting her. He was, um, yeah. He was literally, you know, well, you know, I didn't. I didn't hate Dinklage's mom. You know, she was just a mom. Oh, I'm she sure was, she was much more than that, though. Because I'm she sure she did to. things before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, she, she had mean, knowledge of stuff and everything, but you know, in in the way she was portrayed, though, you know, she was just an old lady who was aware of all of her faculties and had a nice life yeah. and was able to take care of herself, but. She messed with the wrong mom is basically what happened, and she let her know. Uh, yeah, no, it was, you shouldn't have messed with me. Oh yeah. Um, I also. I, I didn't dislike that, her. I like that uh, uh, Peter's uh, size of being a little person was not it was only mentioned one time in the whole film, um, yeah. and it was kind of casually mentioned. It's when they're putting him on that road, and they're like, "How much does he weigh? Hundred pounds? No, hundred about one hundred and twenty." I was like, "Okay, that's that's not too bad." Um, 
because that was, that was, that's something for me that I always want to see for people like Peter Dinklage is like to get roles that don't immediately kind of take it, his size into consideration. Cause that's something that they get yeah. typecast for. So oh yeah. Nice you know, as a short person, I totally understand. You know, I'm, I'm just barely above uh dwarf legal dwarf size. So I think Lydia is in that category because she's only four foot, 10 and a half and I'm only five foot. We're very tiny. The, people. Oh, I, th- so. I, think, I think the cutoff for that is four ten because yeah. a friend well, of mine, his up. wife is four feet eight. Yeah. My mom's four foot 10. So Lydia is just a little bit bigger than her. My mom has to sit on a phone book when she drives. <laughs> Damn. We're just tiny people. You know, my dad, he was only five. Or, well, he is only like five foot nine. So he's wow. not a big guy. Dwarfism is generally defined as an, a height of 4'10 or less. Yeah. I did not yeah. know it was that tall. Yeah. But, you know, again, how often are you around people my size? No, I'm a, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm six foot. I, everyone's shorter than me, except for like yeah. a handful of people. So, well, it's like I'm five foot. Everyone's taller than me. But one of the things that, you know, you get as a short person a lot is, oh my God, you look so much taller in your pictures. I'm like, how do you know how tall I am in my pictures? You know, you don't only think that because you're seeing pictures of me with other short women who are my sisters, you know? So we all look the same size. You don't know that we're just midget size. We're like little fun size candy bars, you know? How tall did you say? Tiny package. How how tall did you say uh, Lydia was? Four foot ten and a half. (laughs) Yeah, she's so tiny. You can she's ask Maya. She's, she's seen her. only half an inch above the cutoff. <laughs> yeah. She is a little, little thing. I mean. Wow. I, she is. She is dainty. Yes, she is. She's dainty. There's there's no other way to put it. She she looks like you could just pick her up and swing her around with a finger. You know, she's so tiny. I thought but, I thought it was like I thought it was much shorter than that. I thought it was like three foot. Was the cutoff, but no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nuts. I think even Peter Dinklage is like what he's like four foot uh, uh, six, I think. How tall is Peter Dinklage? He's four feet four inches tall, yeah, four feet four inches, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, I mean, but again, I, I think he's hot, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. I do him. I mean, <laughs> he's a good looking guy. Well, that's that I want I want to give him full credit in his role in this movie because he was fucking intimidating. Like he was not not once that I see him in, in any part of this that I went, he's not intimidating because he's a dwarf. It was literally like I'm I'm less worried about him killing me than I am about like the bodyguards that he has who are like fucking six ten. And it could crush my skull like the mountain did to uh that little man holds a lot of power. <laughs> it's and, and then like here's the other thing about it that, that's really dangerous about him. He's so short that if you're standing to him and he's holding a gun, he's not gonna shoot you in the head. That sucks. Because if he's gonna kill you, he's not gonna make it like simple. Like he's gonna be like, all right, shoot you in the dick, because I'm eye line with your dick, and then your stomach, and then your head. Like terrifying. Start at the ankles and work your way up. <laughs> take out take out the support, then hit the knees. 
Yeah. Then yeah. start plugging them in the abdomen. Just cause a lot of pain. Well, that's why I assume you go with the dick first. Shoot them in the dick first. But uh, I've never been shot in the dick, so I don't know how that feels. I did have my little brother kick me in the nuts so much when we were younger because I would tease him. And then that was his go-to that they literally both swelled up to the size of like a little bigger than golf balls. How did your parents allow this? They didn't see it. My, my parents were surprised. Literally, my parents were split up at the time, and uh, um, it was just it was just our mom. Uh, How did you not knock the shit out of your brother? <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that it, that I didn't. It's just when he would hit me in the nuts, I'd fall over, and then like he'd walk away, and then yeah, I'd fuck with him asking again. your mom for a cup, man. I mean, next time he tried to kick you in the nuts, he'd hit a cup, and he well, if you ever did think ever twice did about around, that, <laughs> if you ever did it around my mom when she was like at home and not at work or or whatever. He did get in trouble for it. And then when that happened, like it became a bigger thing where they were like, Yeah, he'd kick you double time the next time you were alone. <laughs> they were like, they were like, Jeff, stop hitting your brother in the fucking nuts. And Greg, stop fucking teasing your goddamn brother and getting hit in the nuts. I was like, Yeah, okay. So <laughs> but I've never been shot in the nuts, is my point. He was giving you a vasectomy. <laughs> I would that not honestly be surprised. <laughs> I would not honestly be surprised if I was sterile because of that situation. <laughs> Not that I want kids to begin with, but, um, uh, but yeah, like I, I just, I, I just, he did a fucking phenomenal job with the oh, role. He, he did. did. I think honestly, everybody did a great job because, um, if you can make me hate you <laughs> as an actor, then you've done a fucking great job. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I hated everybody in this except for like a couple people, whatever. It's like Rosamund Pike, um, she's going to be Moraine in the wheel of time, the new wheel of time that's coming out on Amazon in December. And Moraine is the main Aes Sedai character in the first book and throughout several of the first few books. I'm so excited about this because she's going to do a fabulous job. She has the face for it. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. The, I don't know the book, but I imagine, you know, the actress did a good job in this and I know her acting prowess. So, as long as uh, there's a good director pushing the thing with Aes Sedai, the, the magic users in the Wheel of Time are women. Men go crazy. The, their, their source of magic is tainted. And the Aes Sedai women who wield magic don't age normally. So they could be 300 years old and look like they might be 24. You know, they, they kind of exist in that strange world of, I know this woman's older, but she doesn't look older, you know? I love Aes Sedai. I'm sorry. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I've been waiting on this for years for somebody to make a good version of this. So I'm just, I'm pumped. There's a lot of books that get, that get published. There's a lot of books that get published into movies or TV shows. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a fucking book to begin with. Yeah. But that's the thing about books is that anybody who deems themselves a writer can write a book and, even if it's mildly successful, it can, can become a movie at some point. So, yeah, I uh, mean, well, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we give a grade to this? Call it a day on the podcast and uh, get on with our lives, huh? Oh, uh, Jesus, <laughs> what the way you the way you phrase that? It's like, yeah, okay, fuck, we're done. Luna oh, says well, two, two things. An we've evil. been we.
we've been talking for two and a half hours, or we've been recording for two and a half hours. No, we've been recording for two and a half. We've been recording for two and a half hours, but we've got to cut the first hour and like three minutes. And then at the 53 minute mark, I I had to cut. Uh, And then five minutes later, we had to cut again. So I had to make three cuts in this edit that you're listening to now, listener, um, or viewing. Love you, Um, Maya. And and then we talked for an hour before we even started recording. What I was going to say. Pandemic, man. We need to get out. I've been in here for four hours. Yeah, just about. Yeah. So I I haven't eaten and I'd like to eat. So let's give this a grade. Call it, you know, do the the outro and then uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That Um, sounds good to me. uh, Why don't you go first, Maya? Okay. I'm going to give it an A minus. Oh. A. No, just regular A. I mean, it was really good. I I didn't like the fact that, you know, um, Marla and Roman formed a partnership at the end, and she did profit off of it rapidly for a while before she got her eventual comeuppance. I didn't like that, but it's the world works that way more often than not, so it was more true to life than I would like to admit, I guess. Um <laughs> But yeah, is is I didn't find it to be a, a dark comedy so much as more of a thriller, and I just thought those situations, the things that they did to those people, was just horrible. Um, it just really makes you think. But everybody did, you know, the small cast because there weren't a lot of people in the movie. You know, yeah, you see a lot of extras and everything, but actual on it on camera speaking roles you didn't have a lot of that um but yeah i thought it was well done uh the russian mafia doesn't need to talk to each other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, is, it was entertaining it's definitely worth checking out uh, but yeah that's what i think cool. I hear you throw it to, but who threw it to my oh, i'll throw it to you okay uh, mirror most of what you said. I, I, um, uh, I knew that the the ending of the movie wasn't gonna just be like, oh, they're they're now working together for this evil enterprise. I knew something was gonna happen. Uh, but I actually really did actually I did enjoy the fact that they got together because I was like, that was to me the inevitable outcome of this. Either either one of them dies or it's the inevitable outcome. Um, so it just made sense to me. Uh. But also, like, I don't think that the story itself was a dark comedy as much as it just had dark comedy moments. Um, I get that. Yeah, because it, 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 like, again, I don't think that the plot in any way, shape, or form counts as a comedy. But I do think that there are moments where I'm like, that was really funny. Like, again, the the shootout between the two, the two, uh, the guard of the place, and and like also, who? Why does that guard have live round? Like, what the fuck was that? I've never seen a guard have like a, a fucking actual gun. <laughs> I was like, all right, fucking whatever. Um, but no, like some of the other moments that were really funny to me was when uh, in that same scene when she's like trying to very quickly get to the SUV, but is stopped by the other guys, and they're like, "All right, vacation's over." I don't know why, but that line made me laugh. So, um, yeah, there's just it's just. Uh, it was it was really fascinating. Like I, I I got I got really enthralled with what was happening, and I needed to finish it. Like like as soon as like it got to the to the heavy parts that were Peter Dinklage and 
Um, I can't remember the main character's name. Not Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike was the actress. Marla Grayson was the character. Marla, name. that's what I was trying to think of. Marla. Yeah, when Marla was uh, Marla and and Peter Dinklage's R- character were uh, Roman. Roman going at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. It just. I really enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, A for me as well. Uh, Betty. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go full out and say A plus. I thought it was great. I loved the fact that you know this piece this pissed people off. It really pissed people off. I mean, I, I love that yeah. about this movie. It's like it 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 told a good story, you know. And yeah, you're not supposed to like it, but you know this is life, you know, and shit like this happens. And it was a great look into the minds of people like them, you know, and how they might think and how they operate. But, you know, again, karma's a bitch and eventually you'll get yours. She did. Very satisfying to watch. (laughs) Oh, so satisfying. Yeah. So definitely a plus for me. I think, you know, I think it was a good choice that we picked that one and I'm glad everybody enjoyed it this week. So, (laughs) Because yeah, that uh, other one was so bad. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing more movies, too, because uh, movies are two hours out of my day uh, versus, like, yeah. a whole series. And I think that with, with what all of us have going on at different times, like, being able to have more time to do other things and be, still be able to do the podcast with, like, an episode a week of a show or something like that. Yeah, let them... I'm sure y'all got shows you want to watch that we're not reviewing, just like I've got shows I want to watch that we're not reviewing, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Gotta keep time for that too. Yes, 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 ma'am. All right, guys. Um, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, we are going to watch the finale of WandaVision and review it for the next episode. We don't have anything else we're gonna watch, so we think we're just gonna have a topic. We don't know yet. We'll get to that, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We might also just talk about shit. I don't fucking know. Come join us, and then you'll know for sure. Uh, but I know that all all three of us are very excited for WandaVision's finale. Um other than that, um, uh, let's see. I have notes that I don't have up, which is really fucking stupid. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials down below. Um, you can still pick up uh, merch from us on uh, Teespring. We, you'll find the link also down below. Uh, make sure you follow the YouTube channel because that's where you're going to be able to see our, our faces. Uh, not specifically this week, all three of us, but normally all three of us. Um, had a bad and, morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It happens. Um, it happens, but um, but yeah, make sure you follow the YouTube channel because uh, uh, something I want to do down the line is uh, uh, make clips, just short, shareable clips that you can like put on social medias and stuff like that that will maybe garner more attention towards us. But um, a lot of this, you know, situations where Maya makes fun of me and I say, no, the podcast's over. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, that's it, that's it, that's that's all of that. That was a poor impersonation of you saying podcast canceled. <laughs> I mean, have you heard me do any other good impression? <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> no, you haven't. Is the yeah, topic. all right. So, Maya, where can folks find you? <laughs> um, well, they can find me on Facebook under my name. And if they want to follow me on other platforms, such as Twitter or Instagram, those profiles are linked to my Facebook profile public profile so it's easy to just follow me and find me and interact with me if you so choose um 
As for other podcasts that I'm a part of, I'm on two on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. One airs, both are live. One airs every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Figabangin. It's a live action figure review show uh, where we just cover it and crack jokes. And, you know, it's a nice, usually, hour of just cutting back and being silly. And then on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Nerd Life Syndicate, where we go into news about various uh, news and other tidbits, information, what have you, in the world of pop culture, nerd entertainment, things like that. And lots of laughs are had. And this past week, Greg was a guest on the show with us, and we had a great time. I was. And that's everywhere you can find me. What about you, Betty? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty, and you can find me on Facebook under um, Betty Badger Ogletree. And other than that, you can find me in Southwest Virginia. So, <laughs> plunging a toilet. <laughs> uh, you can find me. And that's on not a euphemism days. for anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's just being dead ass serious. Uh, you guys can follow me on all social medias at, at, under Chub Rock Geek. Um, and then you can also find me on uh, the uh, why, uh, Nerd, the, this, the, the fucking podcast I did with Maya. Why am I drawing a blank on the name? Nerd, nerd Life Syndicate. Life. There we go. Yeah. I got there it. You go. Pulling a Russ again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, Anthony uh, uploaded more uh, videos, or he uploaded the video from when him and I were discussing. 2020 in video games so if you want to listen to that uh go find um mission start podcast on on any podcast area that you listen to or on mission start uh tubes or just mission start in general on uh youtube and you can listen to that there um but yeah if that's something you're interested go check that out uh yeah than that everybody i think that's i think it's gonna do it for us um again make sure you watch the finale of wandavision i know you are because everyone's interested in that fucking show it is a is a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. I've seen some people that say they absolutely hate it. And I've seen a couple say it's just meh. Oh, those people are wrong. Um, it's it's fine to have wrong opinions, but whatever. Um I don't know. But but yeah, um, I'm sure that people listening to this podcast don't hate WandaVision. At least I assume. Well, if you don't if you hate people are talking about if you hate WandaVision, let us know in the comments. You know, go to the Discord, go to the Twitter, whatever, and tell us why you don't like it. Tell us that we're wrong. Let's have a discussion. For fuck's sake, interact with us. Yeah, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. But that, again, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, and polypops. I got to go plunge the toilet. Bye. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>